My name is Ty Brady, the owner of Brady Insurance Marketing, and welcome back to another episode of the Ty Brady Way, episode 30. I'd like to talk a little bit today about loyalty. And if you look at the dictionary, loyalty is a trait or a quality, they refer it to. And some strengths of being loyal, it says an ally, faithful, obedient, are some traits. You know, it's a strong feeling to support an ally. Does that mean you necessarily agree with your ally? And I believe that loyalty in the workplace, loyalty at home, it's not there. And, and let me explain this. So my wife and I, I got a daughter that's heavily involved in cheer. And every year they do tryouts. They do tryouts to, to you know, for a, le- to a place on a team. So, and they have levels like level one, level two, level three, level four, for those of you that don't know cheer. And then they have like a junior level, they have a youth team, they have a senior team and so on. Well, with each one of those levels, those girls are expected to have certain things accomplished, you know, like they have to have certain tumbling, certain jumps, they have to have certain things because they work as a team and they perform as a team. And every year, these gyms will have tryouts and your girl will be placed on a team. And when it comes to loyalty, like for instance, my little girl started at a cheer gym very young and it's all they know. So what I mean by that is, is that they know the coach knows them. They know that the coach knows their weaknesses. They know their strengths. They know where they're working. They know if they fell under pressure. They know how to motivate them. You know, some girls respond to an abrasive yell, unfortunately. Some girls, they break down and cry if they get yelled at. Some girls just do their thing because they're competitive in nature. You know, they're competitive by themselves. There's nothing that needs to be said because they're hard enough on themselves. I have a daughter that way. She is so hard on herself. Uh, When she was cheering, there was not much that needed to be said. She knew if she messed up. She knew if uh, she was holding her flyer's foot wrong. She knew if she was flying, she stuck her butt out. Whatever the case may be, she knew. So there was no corrective action needed. So how this ties into loyalty is every year they do this these, these tryouts. And these tryouts, they get placed on a team. And it seems to me every year that if a either a parent or an athlete does not get placed in the next level, meaning if they don't go from level three to level four, they start looking for other places to go or other gyms. And I think that's unfortunate because these girls, they build a bond. They know each other. It's like a team. It's like, how would you, you're going to start with a new team and start all over, but they do it because they look for another team or they look somewhere else. I think because of ego, because they think that they're just entitled that they, oh, I was on a level three team last year. I should be on a level four team the next year, but yet they may not have the skills to be on a level four team yet, or they fell under pressure. So what they do is they go to these other gyms and they try out and then they get placed on the team that they want. And all of the five or six or eight years that they, that took them from a a young child to get to their point, all gets thrown out the window and there's no conversation with the previous gym. You know, and, and it's unfortunate because my wife sees things happen all the time where the parents or the athlete notifies the, the coach that they're going to leave through Facebook or through Instagram or Tinder or whatever. And the coach had no idea they were unhappy or with their placement. The coach had no opportunity to even correct the problem and they leave. And it's, I think it's bad for the athlete. It teaches bad behavior on the athlete. 
It's bad for the gym or the coaches and everybody else involved. I mean, you have team unity. And if you're obviously there's circumstances, I'm not going to say there's never a circumstance. I mean, I'm just saying for the most part, I think that the loyalty should have been to go and at least talk to the, the coach and say, hey, listen, I've been trying out at such and such. Here's what they're telling me. Is it possible for me to retry out for the level four team here? But that didn't happen. They just automatically jump ship. And then what happens is they they start poaching other girls. Well, my friend went to this gym. And then all of a sudden, before too long, half the team's gone. I think it's unfortunate for the athlete, the, the team, the gym, and everybody involved. And that happens with me as a recruiting agents is I'll take an agent that knows nothing. The same process. I will take them and I'll help them make $100,000, $200,000 a year. And I'm not really good at giving accolades. And, I, that's a, and I'm working on that. I mean, I'm not the one that's going to say, good job last month. You sold 20. Now let's go out and sell 30 the next month. That's just not me. And for people that know me, they know they're not going to get that praise. I don't do that with my kids. I don't do it for myself. I mean, I'll, the only person I'm competing against is myself. If I can do better than I was the previous month, that's a, that's a win on my book. Is it a fault for me? Sure it is. So I have agents that will start entertaining other FMOs or other agencies because they just want those accolades. They want someone to tell them, good good job last month, you were number one. Good job last month, you were number two. Or whatever the case may be, but they start hearing those or they just want to be wanted. They just want the feeling because it's hard. I mean, you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. But you don't, it's not like you're going to work every day and you see a leaderboard and you're like, Oh, I was number one last month or number two. Let's see if I can get to number one. So how hard, how can you gauge your improvement or measure how well you're doing if you don't get that? So it's a conversation that has to be had or you gotta, you know, like for me, I always talk to my upline and say, Hey, how'd I do last month or what was this situation or what was that situation? So I can compete against myself. I do my, I do know my year to year numbers. I know how many agents I have, but I try to create that loyalty. And sometimes it's not reciprocated for whatever reason. And it hurts. I mean, I'm not going to say it doesn't because I'm like, man, I, I thought we were friends. I thought they would have come to me and said, Hey, so and so's offering me this or that or the other, but it doesn't happen. And it hurts. It, I don't ever want to lose an agent, probably like these gym owners. They never want to lose an athlete, but it happens. All I'm saying with loyalty is I wish there was a little bit more respect to have a conversation. It may not work out in the end for both parties, but at least the conversation was had. And they're like, you've done nothing for me and you got nothing to give me. And that's unfortunate because I think a lot of people lose in that process and things are never what they seem. You know the environment you're in right now. You know what that environment's going to give you. You know the people that surround you. You know that what's expected of you. And with an agent, they know what I'm willing to do for them. They know what I'm not willing to do for them. And that loyalty is sometimes not given in return. And I've had some hard lessons learned because I didn't give those accolades or maybe I didn't stay in contact with an agent as much as I should have. And that's unfortunate. That's on me. But let this be a learning experience for you is at least have a conversation in life if things are not going the way that you think they should go. Or if if it's a job, let's say it's a salary job and you believe you're worth $5,000 more a year. Go have a conversation before you start looking somewhere else. What's really unfortunate with jobs is I used to hire people 
is they would come to me after the fact and say, well, I interviewed with such and such and they're going to offer me X more dollars a year and I'm going to take the job. Never even giving me a chance or even having a conversation with me and say, hey, you know what? I really think I'm doing this, this and this. I'd really like to see about getting a raise. You know, I think before looking outside of your current environment, if you're not getting what you want in that current environment, have a conversation, whether it's a job, a career, an athlete, an agent, and see if there's something that can be done. Because it's a lose, 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 I think, all the way across the board. I have an old friend of mine, and about every three to five years, he's always calling me up and he's always telling me about these new jobs he's looking into because he doesn't feel like he's being validated in his current position He's not getting paid as much as he thinks he should. And then when he starts looking around, he starts to second guess, well, maybe I'm getting paid really well, taking good care of me on the insurance side. But he's never able to reach his full potential because he's not allowing himself to commit and be loyal. Again, there's sometimes I get circumstances outside of what we're talking about today, but we're just trying to focus on loyalty and committing and being aligned together as one and growing together as one. People, it's, it's so easy in society to, to jump ship, and there's always somebody else will tell you what you want to hear. But is it really the truth? Is it, or are they just giving you a bunch of fluff and getting you to move and ruin a relationship? Maybe. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Or find a new career and not find a way back. One last thing with, uh, you know, my mom used to always tell me, it's very optimistic. And for the last little while, you know, she passed away in December, but I think about her. And she used to say, you know, if you tell somebody you're going to do something, do it. And I think that comes into loyalty. Um, and they can rely on me to do it. And not only that, but she says, if you can say yes, do it. Unless it's, you know, malicious or ill will or harmful, don't do it. But I try to employ that with my kids. I look at like a 50-50 scale. If it's 50-50, you know what, I'm going to say yes. If it's on the 90 percentile that it's going to be risky and they could get harm, I'm probably going to suggest they do something different. I do my best to stay away from the word no because that note is a very, it's a very direct, but I'm trying to reinforce the behavior of, okay, that may not be a good idea. Why don't you think about doing this and this and this first? And there are times I'm like, no, that's just not going to happen. You're, that's way too risky. That's not even rational thinking. But any times I can get them to make a decision and it's a 50-50 rule, I do my best to say yes. But the reason I say that is my mom used to say, if somebody offers you an interview, you should at least go and listen. Um, you may not, you'll learn. I wouldn't be in the position I'm at today if I wouldn't have listened to my mom saying, I got offered a position uh, you know, to come and work in the insurance industry. And I listened and the boss that I was with, I went to him and said, hey, you know what? This isn't a career path where I'm at. Nothing against what you've done for me. I appreciate everything you've done, but I'm gonna go a completely different direction than I did. And we're still good friends today. You know, he does what he does, I do what I do, but I'm grateful for him and all he's done. I'll, I'll be ever grateful for him and to him. And hopefully you can say that with, if you're an athlete, you can be internally grateful to those coaches. There's a point you do outgrow him, I think. But don't make it too soon just because you're trying to prove an ego or, or have another notch on your belt to say that you can move up a level or if it's over a, minim, you know, a minimal raise or whatever. Have those conversations. Again, I do appreciate all of you tuning in. Feel free to share this to your friends, your family, your loved ones. Subscribe and keep sharing. Thank you.
You can find The Ty Brady Way on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. To contact us, please email thetybradyway at gmail.com. The Ty Brady Way was edited and produced by Marlo Belmano. The theme music is an excerpt from Hot Chicken of the Woods by Isaac Joel.